0: This is a Squiz podcast, we are your shortcut to being informed. This Squiz Kids Q&A is brought to you by Swish. Swish provides everyday Aussies with personalised video messages from their favourite sports stars, like Josh Dunkley. Check them out at heyswish.com.
1: Squiz Kids!
0: It's your daily news fix. Fun, free, fresh. Hello there and welcome to a very special Squiz Kids Q&A, part of our ongoing series of interviews with people in the news where you, the kids of Australia, get to ask the questions. I'm Bryce Court. Today we're delighted to welcome to the Squiz Kids hot seat one of the nicest blokes in the AFL, Josh Dunkley. A midfielder with the Western Bulldogs, Josh was born in Sydney to Swans legend Andrew Dunkley before moving with his family to Gippsland in Victoria and playing junior footy there. In his first season with the Bulldogs, Josh was part of the team that took home the grand final trophy. He's currently nursing a shoulder injury, which is lucky for us because it means he has time to take the Q&A hot seat and answer questions you lot have sent in. Josh, welcome to Squiz Kids. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome, mate. Now, I have to ask, how is the shoulder injury coming along? And are you missing being out there on the paddock?
1: Yeah, I've missed it ever since day one. It's, um, it's coming along nicely, though. I had surgery three weeks ago and, yeah, really, you know, progressing with my rehab and, uh, you know, watching the boys is tough on the sidelines, but it's exciting <laughs> to see them winning and hopefully we can continue that later on in the year and, yeah, play some finals again.
0: It must be tough. I mean, you guys are currently second on the ladder. Could, could this be the year the Bulldogs
1: go all the way again to the final? It's hard to say, to be honest. Like right now it's what round nine or round ten and um, we're you know going okay at the moment. But there's been teams previously in, in the history of the game that have really um, set back from here and, and not continued that form. So we've got to keep progressing well and put one foot in front of the other and train well and just keep the standards high. And yeah, hopefully that holds us in good stead. Excellent.
0: Now, we've had a flood of questions from kids all over Australia. Are you ready to jump in?
1: Yes, I am. I'm really excited about this. All right, let's do it.
0: And the first question comes from Class 3-4 Blue at Northwaga Public School. and They ask, if you had any advice for people wanting to play AFL, what would it be?
1: Oh, my advice would be probably just to really enjoy your footy, especially as a as a young kid growing up. Um, I just look back on what I did and I played a variety of sports and try to you know cross over and and play different things and learn different tricks. And I think for me that was probably the biggest thing that's helped me these days. Like you hear a lot about basketballers that are playing footy at the moment, but I did a variety of different things and. It really does help, like hand-eye coordination, all those little things. Even something like table tennis is uh, good fun to do. We still do it at the club now, so just to do different little things is really important and and obviously enjoy playing footy. So what other sports did you do when you were younger? I did a lot. I did basketball, um, badminton, tennis, cricket, uh, table tennis, squash. I actually even did ballet, which is a little bit of a secret of mine (laughs) (laughs) when I was... When I was about 11 years old, so yeah. you've heard it here first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How did that come to pass? But, uh, was, uh,
1: did you have an older sister? That's often the way it happens. Yeah, so my older sister was doing ballet at the time, and um, Dad actually brought it up because James Heard did it when he was a young, young kid and I think even when he was playing AFL footy. So that for flexibility and stuff, it was really important. And I actually think that it's held me in good stead today because you know, flexibility is so important in our game. When you pull up sore and being able to stretch and recover is really important. So do you still remember? Have you still got any ballet moves up your sleeve? Oh, I've probably got a couple, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't get them out, that's for sure now. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, there's probably some videos in the archives that you'd be able to see, but, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't pull too many out now, that's for sure.
0: Now we have a question from Enzo in Canberra, and he asks... Hi, Josh. My name is Enzo, I am nine years old, and I'm from Canberra. My question is, how much training do you do each day?
1: We do a fair bit, Um, we're pretty much like school, like eight till four, Mm -hmm. uh, most days of the week. We get two days off a week, Uh, one of those days is obviously playing, so uh, yeah, you probably wouldn't classify it as a day off, but (laughs) um, most of the days, yeah, we train eight till four, we're doing a variety of different things, skills out on the track, running, Fitness work, weights, uh, injury prevention, which is like band work and core and stuff like that, and then a lot of touch as well on inside under the under the roof on the green floor and with the coaches. We're constantly studying our game and learning how we can you know improve each week. So there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, yeah. A lot of meetings, a lot of things that you you know enjoy and really embrace. But it is kind of like school, to be honest.
0: And do you have to be careful about what you're putting into your body for fuel as well? The sort of food you eat.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's the only really day that you can treat yourself, as some might say, is probably the game day after Mm. the game because you've used so much energy, and you know sometimes you lose two to three kilos on the field of just fluids. They say that you can eat pretty much whatever you like after the game and (laughs) re-energize and and hopefully recover as good as you can. So that's probably the probably one of the days that you look forward to as a footballer um, each week because you get to treat yourself and. Maybe having ice cream or, you know, go and get some McDonald's every now and then. It's just, it varies. But yeah, most of the time it's, yeah, I suppose you probably call it a 95% diet that's really healthy and then a 5% that's probably not. Excellent.
0: Let's go to your home state, Victoria, now, where Charlie from St. Francis of the Fields in Bendigo has a question. Over to you, Charlie.
1: Hi, Josh. My name's Charlie. I'm 12 years old and I'm from Bendigo. My question for you is, Who's your role model? That's a good question. My role model uh, growing up was actually Scotty Pendlebury. So to play against him these days is quite cool. And I used to look up to him as a young kid because he was from Gippsland where I grew up. as, And I played footy at Sale Football Club. And that was probably my, that was his home club. So he'd come back every now and then. And mm. when I was younger, he'd, he'd ask me to come along and have a kick with him. And yeah, it was pretty special to be able to. To do that, yep. but also guys like I was a Swans supporter obviously because of mm. dad playing there. So, yep. guys like Goodsy and um, you know, Josh Kennedy when he got traded there, and guys like that, Jude Bolton, all those, you know, Craig Bolton, yep. um, Crouchy, all those Barry Hall yep. guys like that that used to run around and play really well for the Swans were probably my favorites. Now, they say
0: that the first team that you ever barrack for is the one that you never ever really secretly give up on barracking for. Are you still a, still a Swans fan?
1: Ah, uh, it's a good question. I yeah, I'm not too sure. Like, I always take an interest in how they're going because I because it was just such a, a you know my childhood was pretty much all about Sydney, and then yeah, you get drafted to the doggies, and um, yeah, you build those connections there, but. I yeah I, I do I feel like
0: you're being diplomatic, Josh.
1: Yeah, no, I do. I reckon I do have a little, you know, soft spot for him. But when we come There's up, a little bit the, of red
0: and white in there somewhere.
1: Yeah, probably, probably. I think you can't you can't hide that. And guys, yeah, I think guys would have similar stories as they grew up and like Richmond supporters or Hawthorne supporters or whatever it might be. That yeah, you do have a little soft spot in there for him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now here's a question from Charles in Graceville and Brizzy who asks. Hi, Josh. My name is Charles. I am nine years old and I am from Graceville. My question is, what do you tell yourself after losing a game?
1: Yeah, very interesting question. I, uh, It's a tough one because the game is so, like made up of so many moments. So you can't, like early days when I first started playing, it was, oh, Jesus, that mistake might have been my fault or, you know, I lost just the game there. But nowadays it's, it's all about the team and um, how you... You bond together and I think that after a game and when you lose it's it's very tough to process everything straight away mm-hmm. so I don't tend to think about too much straight away I'll let it settle in and maybe the next day reflect that's probably the best way to process it so yeah initially I wouldn't think about too much but after that it's all about yeah reflecting on the game and, and little things that you could have done better as a team
0: so it's about focusing on how you could improve but not being too hard on yourself
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. Like it's, yeah, you can't, no one's perfect out there on the field and everyone's going to make mistakes. So mm. you, uh, yeah, you just focus on little things that you can improve and sit down with the coaches throughout the week after the game and, and process it and then move on to the next.
0: Yeah, good advice. Now here's a good follow-up question from nine-year-old Gus from Ainsley in Canberra, who adds that he's a Richmond fan, but he doesn't hold your Bulldogs status against you. <laughs> and Gus's question is... Hi Josh. My name is Gus. I'm nine years old and I play for the Ainsley Footy Club in Canberra. My question is, do you have any pre-game rituals or superstitions?
1: I have a few. I don't have really rituals. It's more just things that I do. I always like to go for a walk the morning of with my dog, Archie, little Cavoodle. Um, go, Go and grab a little coffee down at the, the same cafe I go to every game day, <laughs> which is just around the corner. Nice. And then. And do you get the same coffee, like the same, same order, Same yep, every time. Does it matter if it's a different barista? So no, 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 nothing, nothing like that. I don't ask them to get that barista in on that day <laughs> and that night or whatever it might be. But um, yeah, things like that, like you just become, as I mentioned before, like it's a creature of habit. And because it's so routine, you just, it just becomes part of your nature. And yeah, like a coffee, and then I have eggs on toast, so the food's pretty similar every time, mm-hmm. but as soon as I get to the ground, it's not. I don't really have a routine because things can change so quickly. Like, yeah, you might be, you might be, you might arrive two hours before the game. The next time you might arrive an hour and a half just because of traffic or whatever it might be. So, right. it's, uh, everything changes. So it's hard to, you know, really have rituals and and pregame superstitions. But you, yeah, you don't like have a lucky pair of socks or a lucky pair of undies. Nah, I don't. I used to, but then I, I sort of moved away from that because I felt like it was a bit unrealistic.
0: <laughs> and you kept getting bigger, and the undies didn't, come, yeah, didn't exactly. grow with you. Yeah, exactly.
1: You couldn't wear the same ones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Moving on to the next question, and it comes from Josh and Benji. It's is a double-header question. Hi, Josh. My name is Josh. I am seven years old, and I'm from Melbourne. My question is, what was the best tip you were taught when you were little that made you a really good player now? my name is benji and i am five years old i am from melbourne my question is how can i be really accurate when i kick for gold
1: yeah right it's a great question from the boys um the advice tips that mum and dad gave me throughout my childhood probably were as i mentioned before to enjoy myself but also um mum and dad were really big on making sacrifices we, we we lived in the country in Yarrum, a small town called Yarram. so it was about two and a half hours away from melbourne where we played where i played most of my footy and they made a lot of sacrifices for us kids to drive us down you know two and a half hours up and then two and a half hours back so five mm-hmm. hour round trips and wow we had to uh you know obviously sacrifice a lot to you know friendship groups and schools and and things like that where mm-hmm. you know your mates might be catching up on the weekend and you can't go because you've got a go and play footy or go and go to a training session or whatever it might be so yeah that's probably the biggest thing that I learned from mum and dad was just to make sacrifices at that time and as hard as it was I remember sitting there some days and just being shattered that I couldn't join my mates just to go and see them and Mm. and outside of school it was very tough but Mm. now I look back and I'm very grateful for what mum and dad did for us and I'd be forever in debt to them Mm. um, you know these days because yeah they made sacrifices too and it's massive that uh, we've got to all us kids have got to where we are now yeah and the the second part of the question how to kick accurate accurately for goal yeah well I'm probably not the best person to ask because <laughs> I'm not very accurate myself but um, Bevo, Bevo always talks about momentum mm-hmm. throughout your kick so when you're kicking for goal you, you get a run up and then you kick the ball but you, you've got to take another couple of steps after that and really keep your <laughs> And then Torrey Dixon, who was a very good set shot for goal for the doggies, used to always say to keep your head down and and just kick the ball. Like Don't think about it too much, just kick it, because in the field, you're, you're just kicking the ball on instinct, so it's, he just kept it as simple as possible and just kicked the goal. So I, I wouldn't try and overcomplicate things, just have a couple of things in your mind that you want to do, and, and yeah, hopefully it goes straight. There you
0: go, good advice some, uh, some great kicking advice from Josh Dunkley there Now, before we get stuck into a few more questions You might have heard us mention this podcast is in partnership with Swish So, what in the world is Swish? It's only the perfect place to go if you're after a present For that person in your life that has everything Especially if you think they'd like to receive a personalised video message From their favourite sports star Swish brings together Australia's biggest sporting names from AFL to NRL, netball to basketball, rugby union to football. If they're big in the sporting world, they're on Swish. And all of them just waiting to fire off a custom-made shout-out to someone you love. The other week was the Fox's birthday. He loves Brian To'o from the Penrith Panthers. Imagine his face when he woke up on his birthday to a video of Brian singing Happy Birthday. And the best bit... Part of the proceeds from every Swish video Goes to charities like Starlight and Variety Check it out at heyswish.com That's Swish with a Y There's a link to their website in today's episode notes And as promised A special Swish discount code for Squiz Kids Which you'll find in today's episode notes Now, let's scoot across to the other side of the nation, to the lovely town of Albany, where Katie from the Year 3 class of Albany Primary School has a question. Hi, Josh. My name is Katie. I am seven years old, and I'm from Albany, Western Australia. My question is, who do you think is the best AFL player?
1: Ooh, awkward. Yeah, the uh, best AFL player, well, I'd probably say... You know, I'd be biased and say Marcus Bontempelli is one of the best. And Adam Trelaw is another one that we got across this year who's been really good for us. And uh, we've got a few good players, Jack McRae, Tom Libertore, um, that are really good at the moment. And, and But I think, you know, you look at the AFL and there's so many good, great players out there, like Dusty Martin everyone's talking about at the moment, mm. can just tear, tear a game apart like that. And yeah. uh, I always look back and, you know, think of Gary Ablett's days when he was dominating for Gold Coast and Geelong and Mm. how good a player he was on both sides of the ball, both offense and defense. So Mm. it's a tough one. Like, I think Dusty's, you know, on flair and and, um, spark and and just natural instinct. He's probably the best in the game. But when you look at the overall game, you've got to say someone like... I think someone like Bont is a very good prototype for one of the best players in the game at the moment.
0: Now, here's an interesting question from Sammy, who's in Class 3-4B at Abbotsford Public School in Sydney. Hi Josh, my name is Sammy and I'm nine years old
1: and I'm from Abbotsford Public School. My question is, is there any hobby that you do that is not AFL and why do you like it? I do a few things. I like to, I actually really like to cook. So I actually, yeah, every every night or mo- most nights when I'm not out and about for dinner or something like that, I'll, I'll be home cooking in the kitchen and I just like to do a variety of different things. Will Minson actually taught me how to make a fish curry when I was my first year at the footy club so yeah I like to pull that one out every now and then you just make everything from scratch it takes a good couple of hours you
0: make the curry paste from
1: scratch yeah yeah so it's that was um one thing that he taught me yeah so it was pretty cool to to obviously learn that but now four five six years later I'm still doing it Uh, and so he's he was actually a really big influence on me early days and um, taught yeah. me a lot of different things and that was one of them so i really do like to cook and i feel like it takes my mind away from footy which is great mm.
0: are we talking like master chef kind of <laughs> or a-
1: this this has been brought up but i might no i would probably steer clear of master chef i'm not that good but i'll um i've actually i've done a few cooking videos for the footy club uh, last year nice. and i might do a couple more this year so that might be interesting it'll be good fun
0: and is this a potential kind of play for a career after footy? You can see yourself uh, in a kitchen or
1: yeah, I'd, <laughs> on a I'd, cooking show? It's a good question. I don't think, I don't really think I'd be a chef. I'd probably just be more like, you know, I would do guest appearances. I'll just go and do a right, one day where I just go down to, but I'd love to have a cafe or a restaurant, something like that, where you can go in and, you know, yeah. sh- show your face and do some cooking. Yeah. Because nice. I'm really interested in that area and studying business management as well. So, it's a okay, yeah, nice little hobby of mine.
0: Very good. And that's an interesting point, isn't it? I know lots of uh, lots of kids, you know, and um, my son included, um, you know, has aspirations to, to play sport professionally. And I'm always saying as a dad, that's great, but you kind of want to have something to fall back on. Is that important as a sports person?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Our footy club um, is really big on making sure that we do something outside of football and You know, we have, say you have 10 years in the game or you have three years in the game, you don't know how long it's going to be. So the sooner you get into it, as a first year player, we were studying straight away. We um, were doing some courses and that we'd want to tick off and and learn different things. So it's very important because you don't know when your time's going to end. Like for myself, I'm out at the moment with a shoulder injury that's going to be, you know, 12 to 16 weeks on the sideline, but there's knees, there's ankles, there's, you know, heaps of different things that can go wrong. So it's really important to be able to, do things outside of football and learn different you know, tricks of the trade because, as I mentioned, it's it's tough to... And your time will come to an end at the end of the day. So yeah, um, you've got to learn from that and, yeah, hopefully be ready for retirement.
0: Well, mate, you sound like you've got your head very firmly on your shoulders and wishing you the best of luck. But sadly, that's all we have time for today. Let's give Josh a big round of applause for braving the Squiz Kids hot seat. <laughs> Josh, you've been a legend. Thanks so much for your time.
1: Thank you, mate. Really appreciate it. It was great fun.
0: Now, before you go, as promised, we have a prize for the best question asked of Josh today. And the prize is a personalized video message from Josh proudly brought to you by Swish. All right, Josh, it's up to you to decide who the winner is.
1: Yeah, I think it's ironic, but I think Josh, um, one of the brothers, Josh and Benji, uh, Josh, you had the best question and I thought, you know, the advice from your parents is very important. So make sure you listen to your close ones and your family and and they'll steer you in the right direction. Because as I mentioned in that question or after that question, that was a very special moment for me and something that I'll never forget.
0: Yeah, nice one. Well done, Josh. And uh, well done, Benji, too, by extension. Um, We'll be in touch and get that special prize to you both. And can I just say the competition was very tough. A huge thank you to all the Squiz Kids who sent in questions. We had so many questions from all over the country. Every single one of them was excellent, hugely appreciated. We would have loved to have used all of them, but we just ran out of time. Thank you, Josh, for taking time to chat to us today.
1: No worries at all. Thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. And remember, folks, the Squiz Kids podcast, a daily fix of kid-appropriate news, is out at 7 a.m. every morning via the Squiz Kids website, www.squizkids.com.au or wherever you find your podcasts. This is Bryce Corbett signing off. And Josh, would you please do
1: the honours? Now get out there and have a most excellent day.
0: Nice one. Over and out. Squeeze Kids is proudly supported by the Judith Nielsen Institute for Journalism and Ideas. Squeeze Kids! It's your daily news fix. Fun. Free. Fresh.